Hey, I'm hosting my next live webinar. It's June 13th at noon Eastern Standard Time. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live. It's called How to Become Time Rich, the second one that I did, and I am going to be pulling back the curtains even more. I love teaching this stuff and showing you step-by-step how women are becoming time rich. So I'm going to use case studies from my own personal clients, who she was when she came in, who she is now, and the exact kind of mindset shifts, implementation, and who she needed to become in order to feel time rich. So if this is you and you're like, fuck me, I need to figure this shit out, then head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash live. That's Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash live, L-I-V-E. How to become time rich for busy women managing people, raising children, and deeply desiring more from life. Hello, Jackie. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so excited to have this conversation with you before hitting record. We were getting into the combo. I said, what do you love about your work? And if I gave you a microphone, kind of like, what could you talk about all day, every day? Because sometimes what we do on the outside is not really why our soul is wanting it. And I want everyone who's listening today to realize you're going to see the parallels between all the crap I talk about, especially when it comes to parenting and why Jackie's here. So you said, um, we don't have to do this alone. And we're not talking about parenthood. We're talking about teams and businesses and all the things. And before I hit record, I was like, oh gosh, I'll tell you all of my fears. And I've never wanted to give up more in my life than scaling and bringing on people, uh, especially full-time people. Because that's when you're like, oh, okay, I'm all in. I was playing the small game before that. Oh crap. I really got to be all in on this. So um, yeah, I want to give you the microphone and ask you why. Why are you really all about helping women thrive in the sense of like preaching? You do not need to go that at this alone. And why is it so incredibly triggering for us to let people in and hire and do all the things? Because you and I are in the same, one of the same like groups and it's a lead male, uh, lead male, male lead group. I also said my period is coming like tomorrow. So my brain's not functioning properly. Um, And men can lead very, very differently and unapologetically have no issue not going at this alone. So why? Why do we have a hard time with that as women? I talk about it because I had a hard time. Anything that I share here, anything that we talk about today, Heather, I'm talking about it through my own lens of lived experience period. Like that has been the greatest learning for me in my entire life. Because because for so long, I was raised in an overachieving style household. 
um, was a high level athlete for Canada, took that same mentality and took it into a corporate environment. I had this methodology that in order to be worthy or successful, I had to do it alone. And in order to achieve all the things I thought I wanted to achieve in this world, which was status, a title, a car, a house, a husband, or whatever else, that I would have to go and work really hard in order to achieve that. Insert pause moment in my life where shit crumbled and everything hit the fan. So for me, my story is after spending you know 25 years in this really dominant energy of I have to go it alone, I walked into a doctor's office and in that day was told, by the way, this is the exact same week I was promoted to a VP of HR, which I thought was my dream job. Same week. The universe does not lie. I was told I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And for me, that was the moment in time where it felt like a two by four was swung and hit me across the head. I talk often about the fact that I was that girl, here's the visual, head down, eyes closed, sprinting as fast as I possibly could run. And I didn't see the brick wall that I was about to go headfirst into. Yeah. I see brick walls everywhere. They're an omen for me. They're a reminder for me of what is my truth and why I do what I do today. So a decade later, after deep, deep inner work, the continuation of learning who the heck I am and how I want to serve in this world, what I'm doing today and what I'm so passionate about is really unlocking women leaders to realize that they are not meant to do it alone, that in fact, one of our greatest gifts is asking for help and also surrendering some of the workload to others who are sitting there willingly asking for it because it's their zone of genius, even if it's not yours. So I'll go in and work with a lot of female founders and ultimately talk about team and help develop team and create team. But my number one core of where I spend most of my time is helping those women unlock by bringing in their number two. Mm, Can you explain what a number two is for people who are not familiar with that language? Yeah. So if you're running your own business, um, a lot in the entrepreneurial world have heard it used this way. And so I'll use this language sometimes just for an ability to connect, which is you might have been told at one point in your career or in your entrepreneur journey that you're a visionary, right? You are the one who above all else can see things that other people aren't seeing. You're creative. You're bringing ideas to the table. People are connecting with you because of how you show up from an energetic standpoint, whether that's social media followers or clients, et cetera. And yet in the moments of when you're growing your business, you are the visionary and you're also running the dang business. So you're the operator as well. And you're responsible for ensuring that the operations of all the business is actually also running smoothly. So often when we bring in number two in Gina Wickman's world, it would be called an integrator. It's somebody to hold the business and run the day-to-day operations of the business so that you as the owner uh, of the owner or the visionary can fly. You can start to ask the questions, which Heather, I know this is your gifting, which is what do you desire and what do you really want to go into and how do you want to feel and where do you want to be spending your time? 
And that's where I see these magnificent women come online when they finally have the support and they start doing the projects that are soul-led, not head-led. And they start the podcast or they start the brand or they get up on stages and they get to uniquely allow their gift to just permeate the world, which is ultimately why I do what I do. Um, In the last year or so, actually, I would say it was a few years. I never knew I was a visionary. Mm. like identifying as a visionary. Now I see it everywhere. Cause I'm like, what comes so easy to me? What do I do with the team? And I'm always like thinking next level. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this, but it is not my job to be the integrator to do the thing and having to learn the duality of okay, who's doing what? Like whose KPI or task is that? And where do I stop? Where do they start? Because my go-to is to like, oh, I'm going to do that. Like, And then I have to backtrack. Um, I give my team full permission to call me out on all of this because I'll bottleneck constantly. It's like, oh, I'll do that. Oh, I'll get that started for you. And I was like, why? Why are you doing that? Um, I think I know why. I think it's just because our brains can multitask and do all the things, or I think I need to do like, it's a default. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, there I go. There I go. And then to backtrack a little bit and go, why is this taking so long? It's taking so long because I'm the one stopping it. But I'll tell you from the work I do, which is all about how do you want to feel reverse engineer when I'm in my zone of quote unquote genius aligned alive, I'm feeling really good. And part of my quote unquote KPI is my energy management Mm -hmm. and taking really good care of myself and tapping into my creativity. Well, that doesn't feel hard. That doesn't feel like an uphill battle. That feels like alignment. What actually feels very difficult for me, and I know I'm not alone, is trusting my team And the emotional triggers of like, I hope they get their shit together or like, are they doing something they're not supposed to be doing? Why isn't this getting like all the team stuff, like judgment of other people and how they live their lives and what they should and shouldn't be doing. Mm. It's, It's the people thing. And I noticed that when I'm feeling really good and aligned my judgment of others, like um, the deflection. Remember we were talking about that when I inter- or when you interviewed me on your podcast, it's like, when I'm feeling really good, how am I kind of sabotaging that? And it's like, all of a sudden I don't want to trust everyone else and I want to busy myself again. So what do you say to that? Ooh, lived it. Hi, I'll put my hand up with you. I teach this shit and I still do it. Right. That's the thing you got to realize is I'm in it with you. Right. Yes. I have an expertise. So you're human. human. Hi, I'm human too. I run a business. (laughs) Um, You know, there's two things I see a lot with women. There's the trust factor and then there's the guilt. I feel guilty asking you to take this off my plate. And so therefore, instead of asking you to do it, I'll just do it myself. Let's take that into the household for a second. I'm going to hire a cleaner to come in and clean my house. But before they come to the house, I'm going to clean my house before the cleaner to cleans the house. Because I feel a level of guilt or I do this. (laughs) I have to catch myself now, even to this day, when the cleaner's here and is cleaning the house, I'll find myself starting to help the cleaner clean the house. Yeah. Like, why the heck do I do that? 
oh, subconsciously, there's a layer of guilt that I've co-created in my brain to say like, oh, I can't, now I've created a story that I can't do it all. I can't keep the house clean and keep my kids healthy and happy and keep myself happy and healthy and run this business and be a, and be a wife and et cetera. So I create this narrative around the fact that I feel guilty. And therefore, if I just get into the day-to-day granular tasks, all of a sudden I'm contributing and therefore I don't feel the guilt. Yeah. And how dare you sit outside while the cleaner's there and mindfully eat a lunch and like not actually be working? How dare you? Have a nap. Yeah. Go for a walk. Yeah. Do something for myself. Yeah. It's complete bullshit. (laughs) And yet we still... I've actually had to change cleaners because they... So once you get past the layer of guilt, you're like, oh, there it is. I've actually had to change cleaners because they're triggered by my the time freedom that I've created in my life. Ooh, okay. See, we also trigger other people, which at, at, in this through this lens, you know what? You're standing in your truth, and therefore, if they're triggered, that's their story. Mm-hmm. In this case, you know, I'm I'm so mindful of the guilt that we feel as women, and we put on ourselves in order to quote unquote be all the things to all the people all the time. I said it, I've said it so many times this last year where I'm like, God, I feel like I'm holding all the pieces together. And if I let one thing drop, what's going to happen? So that's very real for a lot of us on the other end of the spectrum, which is this area of trust that shows up. There's a narrative we tell ourselves around teams, which is no one can do it better as good as I can. They're not as fast as I am. Mm -hmm. They might miss this. What if they don't, what if they don't connect with the clients the way I connect with them? And so instead of just letting somebody else take it and run with it, there's a mentality of like 80% done by somebody else is greater than, you know, you doing it at X percent. So how can I let go and allow myself, give myself the fullest expression of myself to step into the next level of what's calling me up? So that I can create in the world the ripple that I meant to create as a female leader in this world. Mm-hmm. And we get what what I see is we self-sabotage. And that is uncomfortable because we're becoming something we've never stepped into before. Yeah. And to your point, if we don't anchor ourselves in the feelings that we're trying to create here, and we start to think about if this is what I'm becoming and all of a sudden I get triggered, my easy response is to revert back. And to pick up all the, I call them ankle biter tasks, to pick up all the ankle biter tasks to make myself feel worthy and better and put myself back in the box of where I've come from. Oh, the joys. I I think I said this to you, I think it was pre-recording and I I said it post-recording when I hit record. Um, I have never wanted to give up more in my career. Um, then after I hired full-time people, not only because I thought about the money and revenue, like that expansion of like, oh, but (sighs) there's like this moment where you're like, do I want to be this big or is this sabotage? right? Like you need to truly become a different person, but now I'm responsible to pay somebody else's bills. So like, I can't give up. 
Mm-hmm. And that was very connected to parenting um, and how like, you know, the only way out is through, there's really no back doors. And, but I want to talk about like when to hang on to somebody. So, and let to let go. So we're not talking about parenting right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to try to keep those kids. Um, we're not letting go of the kids. We're not rechoosing. That is how they are ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, that's we're walking a fine line there. But my point is, and it's the same kind of ish, but not really, because parenting is incredibly intimate. But so can team. Mm-hmm. When to hang on to somebody versus when to let them go? Because I'm triggered. I'm going to pretend I'm putting myself in the snare. I'm triggered. I don't trust. I'm ragingly like insecure. I get these questions from founders all the time. Sometimes they're putting their employees through my program and they're like, help them get their life in order. But it's like, when do you hang on and lead somebody versus when are you like, I can't hold you anymore. It's time like to cut ties. Yeah. And I need somebody else next level. Get that question almost daily. Listen, at the core of it, one of the things I'm always going to say as you, if you are at the helm of a business, if you are the leader, the entrepreneur who started this business in the first place, put a thumb back towards yourself for a hot minute. Okay. We love to point our pointer fingers outwards and suggest that maybe it's somebody else's issue or that they're not going fast enough or that, you know, they're just not the right fit. I don't know why, but it's just not feeling great. And the first thing I always do is slow down, slow down the the stories in which we've already created. Because ultimately, when people get to me, when some founder gets to me, they've ultimately made up their mind already. Yeah. They just need me to be like, yep, terrible employee. Let's fire them and get you a new one. Sometimes though, what we really need to do is stop and put a thumb back at ourselves and really take a hard look in the mirror. And that can come from a multitude of different questions and different exercises. But ultimately, it's getting really real with ourselves as leaders to innately understand, am I living into my greatest potential? Mm. Am I becoming the next version of self? Have I held the level of leadership in this organization that I know I'm capable of holding? And If not, how about we start there and start to uncover a little bit more about ourselves before we just ultimately go in and assume or point the finger externally towards the team. So that's number one. I'm curious for you in the situation where you were feeling like all the heebie-jeebies and like you were crawling out of your damn skin and that you were ready to just stop. And sometimes it's combo, but I'm curious how much of it was your shit and how much of it was actually like a team dynamic that wasn't actually jiving. I'm going to say it's both Mm -hmm. because the version of myself. So I would say I overextend or like want to rescue people from my background as a social worker. Like I see the potential in people, that version of myself could see the potential in that person. And I was energetically trying to like pull them up. Mm -hmm. The version of me now is very clear that I've raised my standards and I have higher expectation for entry level. Meaning like, how are you, like, these are my challenges and problems. How are you going to be able to support me? And they're more open and coachable. So... Mm -hmm. 
that version of me, whether it was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, attracted a different type of person because I could just see their potential and, oh my gosh, you and I are going to conquer the world. The version of me now is like, yeah, you probably are going to cost more money because you're showing up as a professional, but you have, you got your shit together or you still don't have your shit fully together. I can help you with that. But I'm just, I'm giving you the tool. I'm showing you the way. And you're like, I got this. Thank you. You're not expecting me to like spoon feed it to you. Mm. It's usually a combo, honestly. A quick word about today's sponsor, AG1. A few days ago, my husband asked me if we had any more AG1 left in the house because he gifted some to a handful of his buddies at jujitsu and they wanted more. Proof that once you try it, you will feel the difference. At AG1, they relentlessly test to establish the benchmark for purity and potency, ensuring your health is in good hands. Simplifying your health routine shouldn't be a hassle, and AG1 achieves that by streamlining the process. Say goodbye to the jumble of pills and capsules. Just one scoop of AG1 mixed in water every day is all you need. For busy individuals like myself, time is precious, especially while juggling the responsibilities of raising a family. And that's why I embrace anything that helps me cut through decision fatigue. AG1 has become my go-to solution with its comprehensive support for brain, gut, and immune health in every scoop. It's the simplest habit I've ever integrated into my daily routine. Trust AG1 for consistent daily support. Take control of your well-being with AG1. Experience it now and enjoy a complimentary one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 along with five free travel packs with your initial purchase at drinkag1.com forward slash EU. That's drinkag, the number one, dot com forward slash EU. Heather, it's not like 100%, 0%. There's usually some sort of combination in it. And often though, what, I, what I'll what i go back to is at the end of the day, it started with you. You ultimately hired this person for some need or something within yourself that you was was left unfulfilled or that you, you thought you needed. And so to your point, as you level up and you continue to become the next level of leader, you can create an opening for the next level of hire. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, I'm I'm really mindful when like a solo entrepreneur will come to me and they're ready to hire a team or they're ready to hire somebody. You know, I'll be really honest. It's usually not your number two right out of the gate, right? It's usually somebody who's a really solid doer who can take tasks and get things done. I find it a little bit further along in the journey and every business is custom and every business is different. But ultimately... You know, whether it's a financial or a support thing, you know, it's a little bit further down the road after you've had a few people work with you and or for you. So that can be fractional heads, partnerships, part-time people, full-time people in executive assistant and or administrative roles. That then when we're ready to fully bring on this number two, 
it's because we've already done some of the inner work to realize that when this number two comes on, there's a piece of what I'm doing today, a big piece of what I'm doing today that I'm going to need to let go of and hand to this other individual to take on and run holistically. Mm-hmm. And so I see a lot of push pull in that energy of fully letting go and surrendering to this new person coming in. And I'm a big believer in, you know, a lot of people will come to me and, and they'll say, I'm a $2 million business and I've never been a $10 million business. So I don't know what I don't know. Like, I don't know the person I need to get me to 10. And, you know, frankly, that's my gifting, which is, which is great. Let me be another set of eyes and another set of ears to help you navigate this selection process to ensure we're really asking the deeper, more meaningful questions to make sure that we're unlocking this two to $10 million growth sprint you want to go on with the right human standing beside you. Yeah. Because when we bring the wrong person into a business, the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical trauma and stories and chaos that that can create in a founder and a company is there's, in my opinion, there's few ripples that are as great as bringing on the wrong person, especially in a small team. It can derail, can derail you, can derail your entire year. Yeah. And if you want to grow and you have bills to pay and children to feed, it's not really a huge derail. Like you, you can't afford it. That's it. Yeah. This reminds me of dating. (laughs) And I've never. I call myself a matchmaker. Like that's literally what I am. (laughs) It's, I've never had to date online. And so when people talk about like the horrors of dating and I'm like, you do realize I have to date all the time. I'm dating people. Like I'm meeting new people online, like friends. We're trying to get to know each other. And it's the same with growing a team. Like it's relational and there's skills. Is this going to be a match? And I would say, You know, you learn those lessons in relationships. Oh, I'm not going to do that. So what is your philosophy on, you hear those sayings of like hire fit, hire quick, fire quick. Like what are you, what are your beliefs around hiring, um, lingering, all of those? Do you have any like quotes that people can remember? Mm -hmm. Here's something I say a lot. As a society, we reactively hire. So we don't hire until we're in such pain that we realize we need to hire. My belief system is the more the more holistically we can start to be proactive in a hiring methodology, the better talent we're going to find and therefore the better experiences we're ultimately going to have. So proactive hiring is like a quick and easy way to start to think about how you want to hire. Okay, like what does that mean and what does that look like? We could be a year away from needing your number two. But we know that ultimately you're going to need somebody, but you're going to hold on to some of those core skills for the next six months to 12 months. What I'm a big proponent is, is going in with founders and creating a strategic... We, we always do... We do strategy work when it comes to marketing. We do strategy work when it comes to finances. We do strategy work when it comes to the growth of our business. Where I find that, especially in entrepreneurship, we have a gap is we're not doing strategy work when it comes to our people. Mm. We're not thinking successionally. So we're not thinking like, hey, who do I need in a year from now? If I'm becoming this version of myself and this business is going to be X, who 
who are the people I need to unlock that potential within this business and start to really navigate the, do I have the right people today? Yes or no. Therefore, what has to happen if it's a no? Mm -hmm. And where are the skills missing within the business that can bridge the gap between my current reality and where I'm going future forward? And so when we start to get clarity on that and we get clarity first around who we need to hire, then in our day-to-day lives... I say this a lot. I like people have a hashtag when I when I do talks, they always say always be hiring. You can literally always be hiring. If I know that you need a number two in a year, or if it's my business in particular, if I know I need a number two in a year, and I'm at the coffee shop and I meet somebody and we're talking business, how do I know that that's not my number two? Mm-hmm. If I'm at an event and I'm sitting in, a, in in an event and having conversations with a bunch of entrepreneurs, how do I know that my number two is not sitting right beside me? The universe has a wild way of attracting to you what you're looking for once you have clarity yeah. and once you get really clear. We talked about this with desires and emotions and the feelings that you want and how the universe will literally co-create with you if you create that clarity and that roadmap. So yes, we can be highly tactical and strategic. But you and I both know I'm woo-woo and believe that the universe will co-create with you to bring opportunities for you to use your voice and to go back to our original conversation, ask for what you want. Yes. It might not be the person sitting beside you, but that person might have a best friend. That's exactly what you're looking for if you ask them. And to me, I'm hearing you talk about curiosity and openness. Um you're not really showing up like a victim and you're not in a survival state mentally and emotionally. You have a little bit of capacity that while you're in that conversation with someone, not only are you present with them, mm-hmm. but your brain is going like, what are, th- what's their potential? What's their skills? What are they like? You're actively listening mm-hmm. to that. And you cannot do that if you're living in a chronically overwhelmed or survival state. You're just trying to get your basic needs. You're just trying to get your basic needs day-to-day met. Um, But it is fascinating where you're like, oh my gosh, they're right there. Why am I overcomplicating this? One of the women that works with me who was my first like full-timer, I would say she's in ops, um, operations. She attended of one of my one day events and I knew there was something there when she texted me the morning of, I had no help by the way, for this one day event. This is like five years ago. Um, my husband was like, I was like, I forgot coffee. Like it was just me doing it all. Uh, she texted me on day two. So I guess it was a two day event. Um, and she's like, do you want a Starbucks? And I was like, Hmm. There's something here. Like she saw me, she was like a natural support. And then after that, I was like, I think you can help me with my retreats. So then it started with one retreat and then two, and then we just kept going. And she actually came, I was bringing my kids to some, um, mountain biking thing. And I was like, I'm going to be by myself. Do you want to like, come hang with me? We kind of became friends. So for that weekend, I was like, I think you can do sales. And we just slowly unraveled. um, And then something happened. Then she was doing sales for like a year part-time while she was still in her job, her corporate job. And then I was like, hey, now's the big leap. Like you either take this big leap or I'm going to find somebody else. 
and then you won't be doing it anymore. And she took the leap. Mm-hmm. So how's that working out now? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes stepping into hiring, like you just explained, when we're not reactive and we're not overwhelmed by our day-to-day and therefore what happens is we make really shitty hiring decisions because we just want the pain to stop. Oh yeah. I've done that too. (laughs) You and I both, (laughs) again, anything I say I've lived just so we're really clear. And, uh, and the minute we can flip the switch and you talked a lot about this when I was interviewing you on my podcast, which is the moment we can like let go of this old version of self and start future, uh, sorry, focusing on the future version of ourselves, the more we can start to embody and step into the experience, the feelings we're craving. Same with teams, take the same methodology and pull it down to what I do today, day to day. This is a spiritual journey, my friends. If you don't know that yet, hiring and strategy and business is also very much an energetic experience and expression of who you are. Yeah. When we can start to proactively anticipate the needs we're going to have in the business based on the journey that we're on, then we can start to step in and make different hiring decisions to bring on somebody fractionally or somebody part-time or give somebody a three-month trial and see how it goes. Because there's one thing that I think is really core for people to hear is we can do all the assessments, analysis, interviews you want. You don't know how somebody works until you actually work with them. Mm Mm-hmm. So we we can do a lot of human behavior trending, but that's a core thing. And so I'm a big believer in trial periods and or um, like test assignments and projects so I can start to see how somebody ticks and how somebody thinks beforehand. You're giving me a lot of permission because you know how we're talking about on your podcast, like feeling good and how I didn't see a lot of female role models. And I'm always asking myself, how do I want to feel and how good can it get? And that is very rare for women in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like this in the future, because I have the mental capacity, not always, but when I do have the mental capacity, I can go in the future. And I ask myself, I can see that I'm not in a crisis state right now with this higher. But if I avoid or continue to resist this, I know where I'm going to get, right? I'm going to be, it's going to kind of backslide on me. So I have to how big do I want my pain to get? When I started thinking like this, I would actually have other people on my team say, Heather, why are you doing that right now? Or why are we having this conversation? Because I could see in the future, right? So I realized that I was like shooting myself or like, mm-hmm. don't do that because, or don't think about that right now because that's future. You're, you're jumping ahead. You're always jumping ahead. You're always next level, next level, next level. And I'm like, but that is your genius. Yes. There's, there's shadows to both sides. Right. Um, but the being proactive versus reactive, that's like a whole other conversation and identity shift for people because I'm like, stop with this all or nothing mentality. Like, you're not either on the couch or running a marathon the next day. You're like, I'm either, I've never launched a product before, but my next launch needs to be a million dollar launch. And if it's not, and you're like, whoa, you've never even sold a dollar before. Like calm your tits, calm (laughs) down. So I'm loving what you're saying. Yeah, It's incredibly aligned with my value system. Not always emotionally comfortable because... I think we are a little addicted to the chaos and blowing shit up and 
feeling like shit all the time and not having the capacity to even allow ourselves to do these things. And then if I do have the time and energy freedom and the financial, you know, financial freedom, like what are people going to think and say about me? How dare they? How dare I go and live my life Hmm. when now I have this team that I can financially support and they can do the work that they love? How dare I? How dare you? I know. How dare you continue to step into your greatness and allow other people? Here was one thing that was really hard for me is to realize that the shit I hate is actually the greatest gift that somebody else has. Ooh, that one was triggering for me for a long time. Yeah. Because I couldn't understand how somebody could love the shit that I hated and how for them, that was their fucking dream job. And if I could just get out of my own damn way with my own narrative and my own story, that they could come in here and co-create with me and step into something that lit them on fire. Yeah. And by you not stepping in and not hiring them, you were actually taking away from their transformation. I was taken away from their transformation. I was taken away from my ability to receive. Yeah. Which we had a whole conversation on on my podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jackie, I know you dive more into this on your show and obviously yeah. the work that you do. So, if people are like, I think I need Jackie in my life, where can they find more of you? Yeah, Jackie service across all platforms. So, it's S E R V I S S. And uh, I hang out on Instagram and LinkedIn a lot. Um, Instagram, definitely send a DM if there's anything that came up for you here or was triggering for you or that you're thinking about. I'd love to have an open conversation about it. And JackieService.com, you can find any information you need. Is that your actual real last name? And do you find it ironic that it's like service? (laughs) There's like three people in my life that have ever said that to me. And it's the, the thing that is in my face all the time. You know, at the end of the day... Um, I think we're all here to ultimately serve mm-hmm. and it's, it does not pass me by one day at a time where I don't realize my last name is the universe, like tapping me on the shoulder, asking me when I'm going to start stepping up into it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful we connected and I think we're just starting a budding relationship. I couldn't agree more. Like Windsor is not that far. I'm coming down. Let's do a coffee. I'll bring you the Starbucks this time. And perfect. Let's spend some time together. Heather, thank you for having me on. I'm just so grateful. Thank you, Jackie. If you are an ambitious woman who feels like you never have enough time, this is for you. I want you to head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash more time. It's 197. It's a one-on-one time audit. Yep. Personalized time audit for you. So you can learn to master your time. So you know exactly where to invest it in order to create a life that feels alive. Whether you are trying to grow and scale your business, whether you are trying to find more time flexibility in your corporate job, or whether you kind of feel lost in the messy middle and you have no idea where to focus first, you're going to get a map, 30, 60, and 90 day plan based on your unique vision. Head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash more time and book your personalized time audit today.